welcome to the Mongols preview show. We're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and the Beautiful Game Network. So this show is going to be a little bit different, and we want to know what you guys think. So let us know via social media, email, whatever. Let us know what you think about this show and this format. If you like it, if you don't like it, whatever, but let us know. Uh, previously, we've had someone from the other team that we're playing on and asked questions of them about their team and what they think about their team. But we wanted to see what she thought of a little bit of a different format. So I have Steve Matty Ace with me tonight, and we're going to go over the Riverhounds matchup against North Carolina this Saturday night. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Justin. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about yourself? You know, pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, pretty excited to be here on the show and be able to talk about the Hounds and how well they've been doing and looking ahead to the game against North Carolina this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. So before we kind of get into our show and what we're planning on doing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, maybe how long you've been into the hounds and a little bit of like what got you into soccer and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I work over at the university of Pittsburgh, work with the master's program. Um, absolutely love it. That's a big reason why I'm in Pittsburgh. Um, and why I got into soccer. Well, I played growing up. I mean, I think that's a lot of people's story. Um, and then in college I went to Messiah where I was not good enough to play, um, But I did get to watch one of our assistant coaches, Dan Visser, play for a couple seasons because I overlapped with him there. And it was just a ton of fun watching a team of that quality play regularly. And then my last college class was a three-week cross-cultural trip to the Netherlands in 2006. Uh, So I was in Amsterdam the night that the Dutch played their last friendly before the World Cup in Germany and then spent a couple of nights in Cologne, Germany, and was there the night that the Germans played their last friendly before the World Cup. So it was just a really cool environment to see people really passionate out in the squares and the cafes, uh, and I mean, everybody flowing out of every building that had a TV screen watching those games. And that made me say, you know, this is something I really, really want to start following uh, more regularly. So started looking for ways to follow more, um, watched a lot of that World Cup, watched the Euros two years later uh, and ended up becoming a big Chelsea fan because of the performance of Deco in the 2008 Euros and he went to Chelsea that summer and I was I was hooked um, started going to MLS games uh, a year before that um, growing up in New York about 75 miles north of New York City I always thought I was a New York sports fan until I went to my first MLS game which was a DC United versus New York Red Bulls uh, matchup with one of my best friends from college whose family were big DC United fans. Uh, The guy that's the coach now, Ben Olsen, scored a hat trick that night in a 4-2 win, and I became a DC fan that night. Have been ever since. Uh, So that's how I kind of got a little bit more connected with the Hounds was the Open Cup game against DC and decided, hey, my team is playing here in Pittsburgh. I'd been in Pittsburgh for a year, year and a half at that point. Um, Hadn't really thought much about USL soccer. Um, Came down to the game, was really impressed with the environment. Um, Uh, at the time, really glad to see the Hounds not win that game. Um, I think I'd be much more conflicted at this point. <laughs> It'd be awesome. a really, really tough decision uh, what I would do if they played DC right now. Um, uh, and then uh, started going to a game every once in a while here or there when I could fit it in. Um, and last year realized that, you know, I need to go and I need to go more often. So I just went and bought the season ticket in the supporter section, started meeting people in the Steel Army uh, and got really invested. Um, and so that brings me through to this year. So. Awesome. Awesome. That's such a cool story. 
Uh, if you guys don't know anything about Messiah College, we actually both spent time there. Um, I did not graduate from there, but I spent time there. Uh, they are the only, still, I think, the only school to ever win a men's and women's soccer title in the same season. Um, so they did that a couple years ago in Division Three. 2006. So, 2006. So yep, it was my senior year. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool things there, but such mm-hmm. a high quality soccer program. Yep. Um, really cool to see kind of the things that have happened there. Uh, Dave Brandt had coached there for a time. Dan Visser had gone there and I think coached there with Dave for a while too. Um, so it, really cool program and a really cool commonality to see what I have. So, mm-hmm. um, well, we're really excited to kind of get started tonight and kind of preview maybe this different format and see kind of what you guys think. Our goal tonight is really going to be looking at the statistics and like the nitty gritty details of this matchup. So I think a lot of times we kind of get to preview games or our Mike and the boys kind of get to preview games. Um, but they kind of get to take this like overarching, like, Oh yeah, this is how I feel like this game will go based on how we're playing. Maybe a little bit about how North Carolina plays, but we just really want to look at kind of the details of the statistics. So let's see what that means for the hounds this weekend and kind of what's going on but high level i just kind of wanted to throw these statistics out right away so the hounds entered this game 11 3 and 8 uh 4 3 and 3 on the road they've scored 43 goals and given up 23 this season uh north carolina is 11 5 and 7 so pretty similar records but they're 6 1 and 4 at home so they don't lose at home uh 38 goals for and 21 against uh this the return fixture, or the first fixture of these teams, was one nothing Pittsburgh, obviously in Pittsburgh. So, Steve, anything from that kind of catch your attention, or anything uh, maybe stands out to you about North Carolina from that perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think what I think when I was looking through things on North Carolina's side is they look very similar um, almost across the board to the Hounds um, in terms of uh, record, uh, both uh, at home and away, um, though we are a little bit stronger um, uh, in our own stadium than they are by one game. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's it's really not that big of a difference. Um, uh, the goals for, goals against are very close. And then you start looking at some of the other uh, statistics, and those stay really close as well. Um, so one of the things, um, win percentage for Pittsburgh is 50%. Win percentage for North Carolina FC is 47.8%. So I really don't think there's a big difference between these teams. Um I'd say where we're seeing the biggest difference is in recent form, where we're on a five-game winning streak um, and 5-0 and in our last five. They're 3-2 and in their last five, so they've lost a couple games in there, um, and they lost to Indy uh, two game weeks ago. So uh, if we're just looking at that, I think we've got a little bit of an edge, but that's really hard to tell. Yeah, so for sure, I think it's a tough... You know, I think it's definitely a tough matchup. I think as we go through even all these statistics, I think it's pretty similar across the board. Um, and I think there's just a lot of things that make these teams very similar. So I think it's going to make it a tough game this weekend. The one thing that stood out to me, I think the most, as I was like looking through their statistics. So their leading scorer, Stephen Miller, seven goals, five assists. Mm-hmm. Both of them lead the team. So... It seems like their offense goes through one player, so I feel like if we could shut that guy down, you basically shut the whole team down. 
You know, I think that is something that's going to be key for us to do. If we can shut him down, that's going to give us the opportunity to win. However, one thing I do want to note is there are three teams in the Eastern Conference of USL that have four players with five or more goals. Us, North Carolina, and the New York Red Bulls. Too. Yeah, so the, so the goals are, I mean, the goals are spread around a little bit, but mm-hmm. it seems like as many assists as Stephen Miller has, it seems like there's still a lot of offense that goes through Stephen Miller. So um, I think it's, I mean, but I think that's very similar for us too. I mean, you look at a guy like Stephen Dos Santos, <laughs> like he's scoring goals, he's giving assists. Like, I mean, you sh- sort of shut some of these guys down and then teams are having to find another way to play, you know? So I think that is, yeah. that is interesting. The one statistic that I did think was pretty high for North Carolina is they're Pass completion rate is 79.8. It's around 73 for the Hounds. It's pretty high. I mean, that's a pretty high pass completion rate. Yeah, and I think the other thing with that is uh, the amount of passes uh, per 90 minutes. Um, Both teams are well over 400, um, but the pass rate for North Carolina is 440 per 90 whereas for us it's 425 so you're going to see a game if that holds true um throughout this weekend um where the ball's moving a lot and one of the keys is going to be shutting down those passing lanes for both teams i think the team that's successful in that is going to have the opportunity to go ahead and stay ahead yeah i think in that that goes back to sort of then who's winning the midfield who's winning the second balls Mm -hmm. who's who's a little more accurate with their passes for the most part um, I think those are the things that are going to become important when you're looking at a matchup that is this kind of close. Before I go into some defensive statistics or things I looked at that way, I mean, anything else on the offensive side that you're seeing or things that you're thinking might may or may not be true for this matchup? Not that I can think of. Um, I really do think that both teams are going to have opportunities if they play as they've been playing. And so it's going to come down to some other factors, not one team being clear in a way better on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so the defensive statistics that stood out for me the most, I mean, I think Alex Tambakas, the North Carolina goalkeeper for uh, 20, 20 games out of their 23 this season, um, has the save of the month three times this season. So that award has only been given out five times so far this season. And he's gotten it three out of the five times. He has 65 saves, five clean sheets, 19 goals conceded. So this guy's good. It makes it hard to score. Yeah. However, one of the things that's important to note is he's been tested a lot more than Kyle Morton has been for us. Uh, So he's had 65 saves that he's had to make. So I think in when you're making that many saves, you're going to have to make some spectacular ones yeah. to keep your team in it. Whereas Morton, uh, sure, he's played less games, but he's only had to make 28 saves this season. And that's a big difference. And even if you go down and look at the other keepers for both teams, uh, North Carolina is giving up a lot more shots on goal than we have. And so despite Tambacus's, uh heroics in goal, um, I'm not convinced that that's the type of thing that uh, sheds as much light um, on the overall team performance. It shows his quality, but the defense in front of him is giving up opportunities that maybe a defense like ours is not giving up. And so we don't have the opportunity to see our keepers making those types of saves as often. Sure, sure. And I didn't say the defense was good. I just said he made a lot of saves. (laughs) 
Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> so, I think that is... I'm, I just want to say he's made a ton of yeah, saves. he has made a ton of saves. So I think that there is... I, I mean, to having had to make, uh, you know, 65 saves and having five clean sheets, and I think their backup keeper has two. So I think they have seven on the season. So when you're looking at seven on the season, the Hounds have eight. And they've seen way less shots. So I just think, I, I do think it shows Timbakis' quality that he can make um, good saves when he mm-hmm. needs to. And I think, I mean, our Mongols audience has heard this from me before. I mean, I think keepers, it all comes down to a, a lot of keepers across this league, or most of the keepers across this league, can make similar saves. But I think the elite teams in this league have keepers that can make a spectacular one every once in a while when they need to, to keep their team in the game, because there is so many games that finish 2-1, 1-0, you know, and, or, or draws. And so if you can make that one save that keeps it from being a draw or keeps it from your team from losing, I mean, that, that's huge. And so I think Tim Bacchus is one of those guys who can do that and is keeping his team in games a lot. And I think the Riverhounds have already Mm -hmm. seen that. I mean, in our first game this season, uh, you know, it was a tough game, and I think we were able to come out one nothing on top. But that's not a game that we necessarily dominated the whole game, and it's not a game that we easily won. So I think it is a it is an interesting matchup for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other aspect of that is that North Carolina has given up twenty one goals, uh, so they're averaging point nine goals per game, whereas we've given up twenty three. We're averaging an even one goal per game. So again, really tight. Um, maybe slight edge to North Carolina in that area. For sure, for sure. One other thing that I did. One other just kind of statistical thing that I that I wanted to look up. So interesting thing because I think we've we've complained about the refs a lot this season. We only have 25 yellows, which is last in the league for yellow cards. Uh, NCFC has 27. So those are both bottom five teams or so in the league. Uh, Both teams have two reds Mm -hmm. apiece. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think as physical, as midfield central as this game is going to be played, there's not going to be a whole lot of fouls in this game. There's just both teams play pretty clean. Um, and it, so it could be an interesting to see if a team is able, you know, accidentally gives up that bad red or something, but it seems like both teams are pretty disciplined in the fouls that they give up. Yeah. And both teams are hovering just above, uh, 11, 12 fouls conceded a game. Uh, so I think that's the type of thing as well, where you're going to see a pretty even matchup in all likelihood. Um, it's probably going to be a little physical. And if we've watched the past couple games, we've been playing some good op, good opponents, uh, like last night with New York, where we played a much more physical game. I'd expect to see, uh, the Riverhounds be more physical again. Um, and I think North Carolina, some of the things that I've seen from them, they've given up some some harsh fouls and and that's the another type of thing where they're probably going to be physical in return and so you're going to really uh see some differentiation in who can outlast the physicality mm-hmm. in this game if it gets to that point who can keep yeah and who can stay composed in that not give up stupid fouls mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so right and and my money's going to be on the hounds in that case because i think you saw it last night with uh new york where we were getting some of our players hacked and it may have affected our players um however um it affected their on the field performance but it didn't affect their attitude or how they responded uh 
and so they responded well and played well and didn't let that get into their head. And I think if they keep that up, regardless of what North Carolina does physically, uh, we have the opportunity to play with them and uh, gain some more points away. For sure. Yeah, so, I mean, based on that, based on kind of the statistics, and I can go first in this, based on sort of the statistics in this, what what are you what are you thinking but i mean for me so i think the hounds are obviously on a really good run um nine one and one in our last 11 games uh after having won two in our first 11 um so obviously we're on a really good run of games that we've we've played really well we've been composed we've um you know we've done the things that we need to do we've put balls in the back of the net i think this game is really going to challenge that um, I think it's going to be a challenge to kind of get the ball in the back of the net at times because of the quality of Tambakis. Um, I think they're a team that is obviously really good at possession with having an almost an 80% pass completion rate. They're going to keep the ball, um, and so it's going to be on us to make the opportunities when we can and counter when we can, which I think we saw um, you know, in the game against Red Bull this past week. I think we saw that we're pretty good at that and we can do that. So I think I, I mean, I think we're probably due for a draw. So I think one, one is probably going to be my guess, but I think it's, I don't think that's going to be a step back. I don't think we're going to see a game where we're like, Oh, we played terribly and got a one, one draw. I think it's going to be, we're going to play a good game. Um, I think we're just hitting a team that's really good as well. Um, may not be on as good of a run, but there's nobody on as good of a run as we are. So going to be a tough game, I think. I'd agree. Uh, and I think the other challenge that we have is this is our third game in eight yep. days. So uh, two of those games away, uh, uh, out to Montclair, New Jersey, and then now down to uh, North Carolina. And so those aren't long trips, but they're not short trips either. Uh, it's not like when we used to play uh, Harrisburg and we'd have a really short ride over and be able to come back the same night and everybody would still get to sleep in their bed for most of the night, right? Uh, so um, so there's a little bit of travel involved um, and travel coming back Wednesday night and now going out for the game uh, for Saturday. Um, the other thing that I think is important to note is the last time we lost a game uh, was after three games in nine days, uh, 1-0 to the other North Carolina team. Um, so that's just a little concerning to me if you believe in that type of stuff. Um, however, I think we're in a little bit better form than we were at that point. Um, and I think coming off of beating New York 2-1, uh, the guys are going to be hungry to keep that going, knowing that we've got some fixtures coming up that we should have good opportunities to win. So um, getting a draw here, you're right. It, it's not a step back, but I think the guys are going to be hungry. Um, and if you've watched them play, um, one of the things that I think is really impressive is even when they haven't been at their best, they've pushed on and pushed on and found ways to do some things. Uh, Nico Brett was that guy for me last night, just watching him. I mean, had some great opportunities, and then at the end of the night was able to get that pass, find that goal. And I think those types of plays um, you're starting to see from our guys. They're finding ways to make things happen in games where they're not successful, and I think that could happen again for North Carolina. So I'm actually thinking we're going to see this one be 2-1 again in favor of the Riverhounds. All right. right. Six games in a row. I'll take it. (laughs) This has just been. You've been. A, this has been a crazy ride. 
This season is... Yeah, you've been a Riverhounds fan for too long if you can't think of six <laughs> games in a row. <laughs> this, has been, I, this has been a great... I just saw, I think it was uh, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, I think they tweeted out that like, uh, or, or Matt Geica, one of the two, that like two months ago we were in 14th place. Um, yes. And now we're in fourth. Yeah. So, goodness. Yeah, in two months, 10 places up the table. Yeah, that was Matt Geica. Yeah. He shared that on the Steel Army Discord yeah, as well. Yeah, so, goodness. All right, well, we'll see what happens. So uh, we'll we'll figure it out this weekend, I guess. But um, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for coming in and, and jumping in. We'll, we'll uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great chatting, yeah, yeah. Justin. So thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are part of the Beautiful Game Network. Go check us and other podcasts out at bgn.fm. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. That helps a bunch. Um, You can contact us online at Mongols on Facebook and Twitter and MongolsPod on Instagram. Let us know what you think of our shows. We love hearing from you guys. Until next time, have a great day. Go Hounds. (laughs) 